Against All Odds is presented for the people by Caesar Sportsbook, the greatest sports betting app of all time. Download it, and you must be 21 or older. Mikey Meatballs fiddling with the knobs, babyface Joel Salmon producing this mess and joining me as always, my wizards of wagering, my gurus of gambling, my barons of betting, my overlords of the odds. They're all those things. The degenerate trifecta, Harry, Brother Bry, Darren, the Pauly Kid. What is happening, fellas? What's going on, Sal? Hey, sir. What's going on, buddy? All right, so now there's some weather in the uh, Long Island area. So the Parley Kid and Brother Bry, we may have them for the duration of this podcast. The Parley Kid could drop out any minute. I got to say, here in California, we survived Mikey Meatballs and I, Babyface Joel Solomon, survived a 4.2 earthquake. Mm. You don't see us making any excuses about batteries or anything like that, Parley Kid. Did you even ask Mikey Meatballs if he was all right? I had no terrified. idea about that, Sal. Um, oh, Porky was hope, terrified. Hope you guys were okay. I mean, <laughs> you know, he, he got a south one way southwest flight home. He's good right after yeah, this. He's coming I mean, back. Did you That's guys it. feel it? Yeah, I know it was in the more early morning, right? I felt like, it, Michael. I don't think you did, right? Did you say you felt it? Well, you did. You did, right? Yeah. Like everything else in California, weak, Harry. Weak. Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, uh, Michael just went right soft. back, man. Right back. You didn't care. That's that's like the California's babyface. What about you? Were you scared? Oh, come on. Four point one. Call me when we hit five. Forget it. <laughs> All right. I think this one was in the ocean. It was a little weird. So uh, a little bit of a uh, shake rather than a rock and roll. Anyway, extrapoints.com every single day. These guys give their picks winner or lose every single day. We got Thursday picks for you in a minute. We got our pal Rob Parker joining us, too. Now. He has a Major League Baseball Hall of Fame vote. And I think this was the most controversial year that I can remember. I don't think Rob voted for Scott Rowland. We'll have to get into it with him. I saw that his post, uh, his ballot posted online. It looks something like you'd hang in a middle school cafeteria. It really, the way it is, right? It was like, vote for one. You can vote for one or you could vote for more, but don't vote for more than 10. It was really weird uh, that right. it was boxed out. Very, very, uh, like a sixth grader would put together. Um, Rob, I think, only voted for Gary Sheffield. I'm not sure that's right either. We'll get into it with him, but at least he didn't check off 10 names. I feel that's what most of the voters did. So anyway, Parla Kid, we'll start with you because you were angered uh, beyond words. Scott Rowland is a member of the Baseball Hall of Fame. I do feel bad for the guy a little. He should... Should be the greatest moment of his life. Uh, and he's forced to read all the shit everyone's saying about him. <laughs> Not yeah. worthy. All he did was go out there and put together a very good career. But I think that's the problem. I think it was very good and not great and not excellent. 81, 316 homers, eight gold gloves. Okay, great. Uh, Parley Kid, you would not have thought of Scott Rowland, right? If you had to check a box. So this it's this is a travesty. Uh, you know, I was planning on a trip uh, to Cooperstown in the spring this year. My kids go to school, like right up in mm -hmm. the area. Uh, I will probably be canceling that trip. <laughs> the Hall of Fame means nothing right now. And it's, again, nothing against Scott Rowan. Here's a guy that didn't play more than 105 games his last eight years of his career, Sal. Right. Okay. Um, and if he's in, there's got to be at least 100 other guys who wow. should be in the Hall of Fame that are not in the hall of fame. This mm -hmm. is really setting these guys up for complete failure. So I've said this for 30 plus years. 
to take the votes away from these writers. They don't know what they're doing. What? Why are they credentialed to vote on the Hall of Fame status of ball players when a good 90% of them would get hit in the face if I threw a baseball goal? Oh, wow. That's a yeah. fact. Rob Parker could probably catch it. He probably played a good first base in his day. But the bottom line is that uh-huh. most of these guys, real honestly, it, the whole thing is a sham. It, it, it's, it's like voting for the popular kid in eighth grade, the one that's liked the most. That's how mm. these guys are doing it now. It's not based on merit. You got to throw out what happened uh, during this era because you voted for David Ortiz, who was on the mm. same list. Nothing against Rob Parker. He voted for Gary Sheffield. Does he know about Gary Sheffield? I, I don't out. understand. Sheff, I love Sheffield. Sheffield should be in the Hall of Fame. As then met, all though, these right? other yeah. guys should be in the Hall of Fame. Mm-hmm. Let's wake up because they've ruined it. They have absolutely ruined the Hall of Fame. We said, so you know it. This is a fuck. These guys are the worst. These writers <laughs> are the worst. News media members are the worst. <laughs> I love this. I love Darren, this. Darren, we, we, Darren, we have Rob Parker. We have Rob Parker and Peter King coming up in the next like twelve hours. Of- <laughs> yeah. Right. Well, guess what? Yeah. Yeah. You know what? They're right. part of the worst. Yeah. All right. Well, we'll <laughs> see. Darren, <laughs> Darren, Tony Larusa said uh, Roland was the best third baseman he ever saw. Well, put Greg Nettles in the Hall of Fame, then Harry. I don't know. put Don uh, Mattingly. Put Keith Hernandez. Put Dale Murphy. Put all these. Put Lou Whitaker. Put all these guys in the hall of fame because they're better than Scott Rowland. Yeah. This has started years ago. Look, Phil Rizzuto shouldn't be in the hall of fame. I, I've, I'll say that, but the bottom, right? Like Joe Namath probably shouldn't be in the football hall of fame. Really shouldn't. The, but the bottom line is the, really the bad stuff started when, when Harold Baines got in just a few years ago. That's that was, the one that I remember enough. being, as controversial as this one. I will say, I looked at his stats. They're better than I thought they were. Not Hall of Fame worthy, but to me, Bri, this is what I look at. 2004 was his best season. He was fourth in MVP voting. Yeah. Um, only three other times did he make the list of MVP votes, 14th, 20th, and 24th. How does that add up to a Hall of Famer? You, you, I think you have to be top three at least four times. Look, when they when they came out with this yesterday, I heard it on the radio first thing. I thought they were just like joking about it, saying, imagine like Scott Rowland made the Hall of Fame. And then when I actually, I was like, let me check on Twitter to see if he actually made it. It just came up. He had made I it. And I was like, I cannot believe it. The only thing that obviously the, the reason they're putting him in is I guess you're looking at him to say, Maybe, you know, he's a top two or three fielding third baseman of all time. Then you add his offensive he numbers. Is? But, no, I'm just saying that's you have to. That can be the only basis. I haven't looked at the others. Are there other third basemen? I feel like his numbers were treated as he, David as if he was a shortstop. But David well, Wright. Right. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's the thing. Yeah. So David Wright kind of has to get in now, right? But uh, I mean, I don't know. But he should. David Wright shouldn't. Get he was he was now. seventh all time for third baseman and slugging percentage seventh. Who are you talking about? David Wright? Roland. Harry, what does that even mean? Then why is it just Kent in the Hall of Fame? I don't think he deserves to get there. He's just saying. You know how this works. He's just saying. A bit over 2,000 hits is not enough. Listen, I agree. These guys, it's a farce. I don't care. Why is Bronson Arroyo getting a vote? Why is R.A. Dickey getting a vote? Why is Mike Napoli getting a vote? Why is John Lackey getting a vote? 
Why is Houston Street getting a vote? What What's wrong with these guys? <laughs> why Street. is Mark Burley getting 42 votes? Like, why? You know, there are well, guys. Burley getting, at least like, won 200 games. Hard uh, to believe, but he did. But say, wait, should he have that many? No. But <laughs> how are these guys just like, oh, for, for, well, for craps because- and giggles, they're going to break. I'm going to check off Brunson Arroyo. How serious are these guys? Because I think because you're giving them the opportunity to check right. 10 names. I, well, I think exactly you'll, find this, you'll find this in any industry, not just writing. I think people, whether you're running a TV show or whatever, you have to prove your value, right? So I don't think you get in trouble for not voting. Maybe if you didn't vote at all five straight years, they'd be like, hey, come on here. But uh, you're certainly not going to get in trouble for picking one name, but the power the power of the pen, I think, and actually lends to writing. Well, I then, think as long as they can check 10 boxes, they're going to check 10 boxes. That's what should be regulated. Well, any profession that requires that should be eliminated, Sal. Just get rid yeah. of any profession that requires checking boxes because people don't know how to check boxes, I guess. I think it's the too many boxes. I think they're allowing too many boxes to to do that. But I don't know. I, don't, I, I just, babyface, what's your ch- take on anything like this? Well, already they should change it. Like, like Parley Kid saying, if, when we talk to Peter King, they he always talks about these guys. They Peter King the just canceled. I just he heard the, the beginning <laughs> of this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> well, well he, we, he what he would have said is how they all the writers they get in a room, they argue it out, they never leave, and they take this so seriously. Whereas this, you're right. It's a, it looks like uh, something my kids comes home with for like a uh, field trip. And it's like, yeah. Oh, you know, when you get around to it, check what meal you want and then send it back. I mean, how, where's the debate in the room with, with these guys? Well, right. and also until this year, you had one vote, you had one first place vote for MVP in the NFL right now. It's five, three, one and five, three, five, four, three, two, one. And the ones where there are five, uh, we'll get to that in about three minutes, but um, yeah, I don't know. I, uh, is there anyone partly kid who should have made it that, was on the list, do you think? Well, Sal, there's a lot of guys. I just rambled off a few. I mean, like, no, no, I mean, just that, out of in, the ones that got votes, I, I would say. Yeah. Well, I mean, Jeff Kent. I know Brian, Brother Bry wanted to expand on Jeff Kent, I think. Oh, so, Harry, I mean, Harry's got Jeff Kent. Uh, Harry's got Jeff. He's right. Um, you know, personally speaking, I, I'll just go back. I mean, we talked about this before, and this is what bothers me. I, I don't like Kurt Schilling, right? But I, He's not in the Hall of Fame because he's right. got different political views than most of the writers. It's mm. as simple as that. Look at Schilling's stats. They're not far off of Pedro Martinez's stats. He was a first ballot Hall of Famer. Schilling yeah. is not going to get into the Hall of Fame because of his, if, like having different political views than a lot of these writers. These guys are arrogant uh, and they're, you know, they're self-righteous. And I'm sorry, I don't like Schilling. But he's well, a guy that apologize. should be in the Hall of Fame. He had a great career, <laughs> over 3,000 strikeouts. And, and so that Barry Bonds, Clemens, put these guys in already for crying well, so out loud. So that's what I'm looking at. A-Rod and Manny, Manny Ramirez are the ones from this you year. put Ortiz in. Put the rest of them in. <laughs> I agree. <laughs> no, seriously, it's, it's, it's crap. Uh, yeah. I like that yeah. we figured that uh, like uh, Parley Kid, we're worried about his audio. We may not be able to hear him. My God, <laughs> we've never heard him louder or or clearer. Uh, all right, Harry. Uh, yeah, you want to make a case for Jeff Kent? I think this is his final year on the ballot, right? It was. It was. Yeah. I, I've always thought he's been getting hosed. I, I know he wasn't loved by the media. Yeah. Probably oh, known, oh. Right. Right. Exactly. Darren, known for, but he's probably best known 
for that fight in the dugout with Barry Bonds that one time when he was at the Giants, but he played in all big market cities, played in New York South, with your Mets, L.A., San Francisco. Mm -hmm. I love Jeff Kent. And and look, you know, you want to put – in 2005, Ryan Mm -hmm. Sandberg got in for second base, obviously, and Jeff Kent, like, it was a stereotype of just second baseman couldn't hit home runs. They wouldn't hit for for power. There would Mm -hmm. be a singles hitter and maybe for average. Jeff Kent changed all that. He hit – 290 hit better than Sandberg, more hits in Sandberg, 100 home runs more, and 500 more RBIs playing the same second base. He won an MVP in 2000, four-time Silver Slugger winner. Mm. And I bet you if I gave you guys a thousand guesses, a thousand guesses, we don't have time, Harry. If Rob Parker's coming on, yeah, <laughs> um, so about doubles in the majors, 560 doubles for Jeff Kent. That is 30th of all time. I would give you a thousand guesses. You would never say Jeff, Jeff, Jeff Kent for top 30 in doubles. Well, now him. I would, if I get to guess yeah. now, I would say Jeff Kent. <laughs> I mean, unbelievable <laughs> that he's not. Imagine we're on a pod and Harry's like, name the top 30 guys. Double. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that's what he was saying. Jeff Kent. He was Harry, and he's not even close to getting it. close, Darren. He was too surly for these guys. He wasn't friendly to them. It's a joke. Yeah. All right. Who are these guys? Who are these guys? Darren, Darren, they're not even better. They're not better than Sandberg. He crushes Sandberg's numbers, for example. I agree. I agree. Well, what I want to ask, I want to ask Rob Parker. And again, he didn't vote for Scott Rowland, but I'm going to blame him for for all this, I think. But uh, what I do want to ask him is, are the same people who vote for MVP the same people who vote for uh, Hall of Fame, because obviously if you saw Scott Rowland as the 14th best player, the 20th best player and the 24th best player in three of his four best years, um, how does that add up in your head? I, I just think you, you, you're you getting to check too many boxes. I, I don't feel like um, it's like, well, why is everyone getting so fat? Like, well, they're eating at a buffet all the time. Like, well, what, what if we what if we cut the buffet down to three items and two of them are healthy? I, I don't know. I just feel like. Uh, these people, they don't know how I, I do think there's some of that too, parlay kid. We're keeping the, uh, you know, being a holes and keeping the, the steroid guys out or the guys who don't agree with you politically or whatever, wouldn't give interviews. That's definitely a part of it. But I do feel like you're just giving them too much of a playground here. <laughs> Bobby Brayu, 60 votes, Jimmy Rollins, 50 votes. I don't know. You're right. Guys Sal, too much of presence? a playground. And these yeah. guys wouldn't even know how to go down a slide, Sal. So get go. rid of it. Get rid you of it. You said it perfectly. <laughs> you got to tweet that. And you know what? Let's take a break and you could tweet that. Uh, actually, let's really take a break. And then we're going to be back with the man himself, Rob Parker. He's got a lot to answer for. Have you been betting with the Caesar Sportsbook and Casino app? If so, keep it up because every bet earns with Caesars Rewards. That means win or lose, you're getting closer to amazing perks like game tickets, free stays, bonuses, and more. And if not, well, when you get started, your first bet is on Caesars. Register with promo code OmahaFull and place your first bet up to $1,250. If you win, congrats. If you don't, You'll get your stake back as a free bet. 21 years plus only. Offer valid and must be physically present in Arizona, Colorado, Illinois, Indiana, Iowa, Kansas, Louisiana, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, and Wyoming only. New users and first $10 or more wager only must register with an eligible promo code. Bet amount of qualifying wager returned only if wager is settled as a loss. Maximum bet credit $1,000. 
$1,250 must be used within 14 days of receipt. Tier credits and reward credits will be added to account within seven days after qualifying wager settles. See Caesars.com slash promos for full terms. Void where prohibited. Know when to stop before you start. If you have a gambling problem in Arizona, call 1-800-NEXT-STEP. Colorado, Wyoming, Kansas, affiliated with Kansas Crossing Casino, call 1-800-522-4700. Indiana, call 1-800-9-WITH-IT. Iowa, call 1-800-BETS-OFF. Louisiana, call 1-877-770-STOP. Licensed through Horseshoe, Bossier, City, and Harris, New Orleans. Michigan, call 1-800-270-7117. Illinois, Maryland, New Jersey, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, Pennsylvania, affiliated with Harris, Philadelphia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, crisis counseling and referral services can be accessed by calling 1-800-GAMBLER, which is 1-800-426-2537. Or in West Virginia, visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. New York, call 877-8-H-O-P-E-N-Y or text H-O-P-E-N-Y 467-369. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. 10 seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships, your skills, your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash network. All right, let's bring in our guest. He's a good friend of the show. In fact, he used to be a big part of the Extra Points podcast Then decided on a complete career change when he went and became a featured entertainer on Golden Girls Themes Cruises. It's unbelievable. <laughs> what a story. From Martin Van Buren High School and Fox Sports Radio, baseball Hall of Fame voter extraordinaire, Rob Parker. Rob, what's happening, man? Yo, yo. What's up, Cousin Sal? What's up, gang? Everybody, I'm glad to be on. Thanks for having me. Well, you might not be so glad. I mean, I love you, but you ought to be ashamed of yourself. You really should. <laughs> Is it me or, or my brethren? Are you blaming me or my brethren? I'm talking about the Golden Girl Cruiser. Nothing to do with baseball. No. No, yes. All right. Yeah, go ahead. The Golden, Girl, Golden Girls Cruise, come on, was awesome. I mean, how many times can you go on a cruise and not have to worry about getting anybody pregnant? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I like it. I like it. And, and, and the other thing, the other thing that was... <laughs> the other thing that you would think, yeah. you would think that, you know, you would get a restful night's sleep, sleeping with an older <laughs> woman, you know, and all this and whatnot. But what man, I mean, this woman I slept with, she kept me up all night. I kept hearing her, her arteries hardening, of course, the, uh, <laughs> of course, of the night. So it was a tough sleep. Interesting. Well, wow. uh, I mean, you, you, I don't think you ever woke up in time to make an appropriate uh, vote for the Hall of Fame <laughs> is what happened. No, you didn't vote for Scott Rowland, right? No way, no how. I mean, mm. Scott Rowland is a very good player. 
but he ain't yes. a Hall of Famer. Not yesterday, not today, not uh, a year from now. He, he's not a Hall of Famer. All right. Okay. So let's break this down then. By the way, I, I agree with that assessment completely. Very good. And then there's another level. Great. And then I don't even think that makes it. I think excellent has to, or whatever you want to, superb, right? Right at the top. So I think he's two levels away from being in the Hall of Fame. But what's wrong with your fellow writers? Do you know these people? Who are they? Why do they keep screwing this up? What, yeah. Is it going to get better? And, and you know what? I, I got to say this. I do have respect for the BBWAA. I've been a member since 1990, a long time. Covered you have to first... say this. You don't want to lose your vote. I get it. No, I get it out of your system. I'm just, I'm just, no, and I do. And I'm, I just want to say two things, seriously, because mm -hmm. I'm dead serious about this. They normally get it right because it's how they do. And I'll give you two examples early on in, in, the, in the history of this uh, organization. <laughs> right, 1947, <yeah>. right? <laughs> they got it right in 1947. <laughs> 1947. Right. <laughs> you know what the country was like? They let in their first black writer member in 1947. Just think okay. about what I, okay, that's 20 years before civil rights and all that. 1947 was not a great time to be a black man in the United States. Okay. okay. So they let one of the writers in. And they voted for Jackie Robinson to be rookie of the year in 1947. Right. There were only two black players in the league, mm -hmm. him and Larry Doby and, and Jackie Robinson won the rookie of the year. So there's a great history with the BBWAA, but they've gone the wrong way. They've gone bonkers. They are now trying to elevate guys who really aren't that great because of the taint that they use against the steroid guys. So if we right. don't have A-Rod and we don't have uh, Sheffield and we don't have Bonds and we don't have McGuire and we don't have Sosa and we don't have Palmero, now they're looking at these guys who had very good careers and now we're elevating them into the Hall of Fame instead of just saying, we're not picking anybody because right. there's nobody right now who's, who's worthy of that honor. And that's not where I think we've made the mistake. Okay, two two things. First of all, uh, I know you have to praise the the organization. That black writer from 1947. I guarantee he's not still there, right? Uh no. All right. I don't want. I don't want to hear why, but uh, they kicked him out. I'm sure. No, no, no. Know. 1947. Okay, okay. Yeah, okay. he's yeah. long gone. But <laughs> but see. he did make it. He did. Make all right, it. he made it. Um. Secondly, is it too many? Are you allowed to vote for too many? Like, if there's very few that are actually eligible. If you kick out the steroid guys, why can you check 10 boxes? I think most of the guys didn't do like you did to your credit. You only picked one. It was Sheffield. Not sure why you liked him more than eight rod or Manny Ramirez. Maybe okay. Let me that. tell you why Go ahead. the yeah. difference between Sheffield for me, there are three magic numbers, mm -hmm. 500 home runs, 300 wins by a pitcher and 3000 hits. If you get any of those, you automatically get my vote. I don't need to look at your career, okay? So those are the three. Sheffield had 509 career home runs. Why not 3,000 strikeouts? Um, I don't know. I don't think that that's as great as 300 wins. Okay. I mean, right. because it depends on how long you pitch and if you're a strikeout pitcher. So there's guys who might get there who had a pretty good career or a decent career. So that's not the magic number, but those three, and here's the difference okay. why I would vote for Sheffield and not for A-Rod and not 
for Manny, those guys were suspended by Major League Baseball. Sheffield was never suspended by the league, never tested positive. And I don't think that I should hold that against him because there's speculation. He used some cream or something. You know what I mean? Like, we don't Mm. have that. And I don't think that's my job. If his numbers and stats count, then that's fine. And I'm not mad at anybody who won't vote for A-Rod or those guys because of the suspension. Manny got busted like two or three times after they started testing for the juice. So that's why, to me, I can't vote for those guys. Okay. All right, that's fine. Again, I'm not going to kill you because you didn't go Scott Rowland. But the, do you think mo- now you do you see most of these guys' votes? Actually, they're put out. Your you put yours out. You just actually showed a picture, but you yeah. checked the box that said, "Do you want this to be exposed?" And you said yes. Do most people? Do most voters actually go along with that, or they want it? No, I, I think it's probably fifty fifty. There's a lot of guys who don't want. They don't want criticism. They don't want mm-hmm. people who attack you. And tell you you don't know the game or you're a bum or you're this or that or you're a racist or you're whatever they might use as the reason why you didn't vote for the player that they like. Uh, I don't have an issue with it. I think it should be transparent. Um, right. But but remember, there's a guy out there who didn't vote for Derek Jeter. You remember, he was one vote short from unanimous. Mm-hmm. And, and that guy has never been. No one's found out who that guy is. So that's really? one of those guys. Who, who's probably afraid that people would find out who he is. I bet it was you. And that is something you would do, just to be, <laughs> no, just to be funny. Uh, I can see you doing it. No? Uh, I, covered, right. I covered Derek Jeter from day one when he's a rookie. No, no, no. I watched his entire career. He deserved to be unanimous. Okay. Uh, all right. Cool. We, I think we all agree on that, except yeah. maybe Harry, uh, Harry uh, in the big box there. Um, <laughs> what do they do, though? Do they – so it, you could – if you keep it private, you could essentially not vote ever, right? There are people who don't vote, and, and that could be like the guy who didn't vote for Jeter could have mm-hmm. put in a blank ballot as in protest. So that's why you don't always know. Now, when Mariano Rivera got in unanimously, that was mm-hmm. the first time in the history of the Hall of Fame vote. I don't I, yeah. like who didn't vote for Babe Ruth, who didn't vote for Hank Aaron, right. who didn't vote for Willie Mays. I, I don't know what writers, but but Mariano Rivera was the first unanimous ever. Mm-hmm. So, all right. So, okay. So that makes this even crazier because there's no, there's no penalty for not voting. Right. So it's not like people are like, all right, I gotta, I gotta check seven boxes. Otherwise they're going to take this away from me. Right. This prized possession, you call it your most prized possession. Well, I, I don't have any kids yeah. and I don't my wife. So it is my most. Prized okay. Possession. All right. <laughs> <laughs> I have kids and a wife and I think it would still be my most prized possession. <laughs> I would, uh, but um, all right. So that, that answers that. So nobody's uh, voting out of fear that they're, you know, they're going to get it taken away if they no, abstain. But, but, I, but I think you make, the point you make is a good one from this standpoint. I think now, like, because you're weeding down and weeding out so many people, mm-hmm. we could have two or three years where nobody's getting in and that's not what they want. Um, you know, so a guy like Scott Rowland is elevated to get in. Otherwise, this year, there would just be Fred McGriff who got into the Veterans Committee which mm-hmm. to me is the back door. I, you know, I, I, Fred McGriff had a very good career, but if you're on the ballot for 10 or 15 years and the writers don't vote you in, I, I just, mm-hmm. I don't know how you feel like you're a hall of famer. Well, well I, I, be, Oh, go ahead there. Yeah. No, I, I would counter that by saying, but McGriff was at least voted in by some people who played the game of baseball. Like in that, that committee, 
had players, ex-players that voted for him compared right. to some of these writers, Robin, all due respect. I know you know the game. I, I, and I said this to Sal before. I don't know how many guys get to vote here. How many writers are there that are voting? So there's about 400 writers who vote. About 400. Right. And if I threw a baseball to any all of them, <laughs> how many of them would actually catch a baseball? Probably less than half. They'd keep, uh, seriously, this no, is the truth. No, all right. And let me, let me give you the pushback on this. The yep. problem is when you have these committees, like all of the questionable people in the Hall of Fame where people go, how is Phil Rizzuto on the Hall of Fame? I, I Well, you know that. I'm okay. a Yankees guy and he shouldn't be in. Okay, but he you know how he in. got in? Veterans Committee. How did Pee right. Wee Reese get in the Hall of Fame? Veterans Committee. How did uh, Harold Baines get in the Hall of Fame? Veterans Committee. How did Alan Trammell get in the Hall of Fame? Veterans Like, like the, the issue is you st- it becomes a popularity contest. Either way, you're a right. broadcaster, right? Right. Uh, who's the... Who's the uh, Shortstop Bill Mazeroski has that great moment with the Pirates, well, right? That was it. Hit two sixty in right. Game Seven. He made yeah. the Hall of Fame. Go look at his numbers in career. He's not a Hall of Famer. Agreed. I, Rob, you're you're spot on with this, and that's the problem. And I I agree with everything you're saying. So what, here. what's the answer? So what do we do? Do we do we cut down how many you could vote on? Do we cut down? Do we get real baseball people in there plus guys who played the game? Like what is what is the I, end? I, I, I don't know I what think to do. The, I think the real thing is it should be, we shouldn't have a limit. And, and I'm going to mm. say this, no limit, but only one try in. Okay. So, so that can't be an excuse like, oh, I, I, there were 12 guys I wanted to vote for and I can only do 10. So I left two guys off the ballot. So everybody should go if, if you're on the ballot and you get one shot, because to me, the <laughs> stats don't change. Sal, yeah, how I does know. Scott Rowland's stats change from year one when he got 10% of the vote five yeah. years later with the same exact stats, he gets 76%. That right. doesn't it's make just a, any it's sense. It's availability. You're right. You're right. It's, a, it's not right. It's not. But here's my thing, and maybe everyone doesn't feel this way. It could be you're the writers. You could, It could be a silent protest. You go a few years in a row where people aren't voting and they're like, holy crap, this is embarrassing. We've had three years now where there's no Hall of Fame ceremony. Maybe we should start letting the steroid guys in because uh, they're making a statement here, the writers. And frankly, a lot of the fans agree with it too. Yeah, that that is something. But there's some writers who don't want to vote those guys. And yeah. if you remember, Bonds and Clemens got like 65%. Mm-hmm. They needed 75 But mm-hmm. But I do think that pe- – and people need to understand this. This is one thing people don't understand. Oh, take it away from the writers, the writers, blah, blah, blah. These That's are there. all our yeah. awards. Do you know we started all of the awards that baseball gives out were mm-hmm. originally BBWAA awards that baseball adopted. So the thing when they say take away the awards from the writers, those are actually our awards that baseball felt would be better. And I've talked to some players who say they don't want players voting for the uh, Hall hmm. of Fame and for the All-Star Game and things like that. A couple of years ago when the NBA allowed uh, players to vote, 130 players in the league, a league of 400 players, did not vote for LeBron James for the All-Star Game. Hmm. Just think about that. That's how petty guys are. How could they not vote for LeBron James? Skip Bayless gets that many votes? That's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> how did he work that out? All right, so let's say... Rob, they go to you. They say, Rob Parker, we've had enough of this. There's too much backlash. You get to pick three players 
non-steroid guys throughout history who you're going to put in the Hall of Fame. Non-steroid and not Pete Rose, let's say, just for argument's sake. You get three. Okay. Go. Then there's nobody. Zero. No. What? There's nobody. You don't put Dave Parker in. You don't put in Steve Garvey. You don't put Dale Murphy. You don't put Dick Allen. All of those guys, all of those guys are the Hall of Very Good. Dale Murphy, I got it. He won two MVPs. Mm-hmm. Okay? I got that. But his stats, and look at some of the numbers. Like, here's wow. my biggest argument right now. If you're putting in Scott Rowland, Keith Hernandez should be yeah, in the I'm, Hall of Fame. I, we said I'm that. I'm not going to argue that. Yeah. I mean, Keith Ar- should be in the Hall of Fame. Right. If, if Scott Rowland is in, then those yes. guys should be in. That yeah. is the problem. Your, that, co- the co- your colleagues set this up now. For that, that's the issue here. Like now, all these there's a, probably fifty guys that should be in the Hall of Fame if Scott Rowland is in the Hall of Fame. One hundred percent. Right, and and I can't oh. argue it. Uh, if you're if you're Keith Hernandez and you woke up, you have a you won yeah. batting titles, MVP, two World Series, uh, you know more hits, better OP plus, a, o, o, OP plus, smoke you know, like, in the dugout. Yeah, smoking and dug out uh, all all the other stuff, and and eleven gold gloves in a row. Eleven, right. right? Yes, he was the premier first baseman of his of his day. If if you look at it like that, yeah, I'm not going to argue with Keith Hernandez. I'm a big Met fan. All right, uh, so okay, so that's good. So you are now announcing that you're forfeiting your Hall of Fame vote as a result of the <laughs> no. embarrassment demonstrated no. by your fellow voters. You have right? To come to my apartment in West LA and thank okay. you from me, well, Rob. Rob. <laughs> Rob, speaking of first baseman, how uh, much is curious in your mind will do with your vote? How much did you factor this in? Todd Helton playing his entire career in Denver. How much does that kill him? Yeah, I mean, I, the, I think that you have to look at that. 316 I mean, average. A, it's, a, it's a hitter's part, but he only had five All-Star games, never won an MVP. I look at the big awards. I'll give you the perfect example to me What what when you look at the Hall of Fame. Joe Morgan's numbers aren't that great. Go look at it for a second baseman, right? But Joe Morgan won back-to-back National League MVPs on the big red machine, arguably one of the greatest baseball teams. He matters. He rose, Tony uh, Perez, Johnny mm-hmm. Bench, and, and Joe Morgan is the MVP two years in a row of the entire league. To me, right. that's a Hall of Fame. I don't even know if I've asked you this because we've talked about this for 45 minutes. So we'll just cut this out if I'm doubling up. But are the same people who vote for Hall of Fame essentially the same people who vote for MVP? Because Scott Rowland in his four best years came in fourth one year, 14th, 20th and 24th. So where were these people when he was at his best? They weren't back in Scott Rowland unless it's different people. No, it's the same group. Not everybody. And that's that's there's your answer right there. It's phony because they didn't think he was that great when he played to mm-hmm. finish fourth as the highest. Uh, you're not even really in the running. You might look at the top two or three, depending on the vote. But it comes from the same pool of writers, not the whole 400, but the okay. players, but the writers who cover teams on a daily basis who are BBWAA members like myself. So every city gets two votes for for, for every big award, Cy Young, MVP. So there's only two in Philadelphia and they, you know, decide to give it to do two different writers. All right. Last time I put a bet in for you, we're going to try this again. You went, I All wanted right. a, a baseball champion and I wanted a Super Bowl champion. And you went Padres, Packers. Not great. Yeah. Padres beat my Mets. 
The Packers uh, made it exciting to the last day of the regular season, but that we can't cash that. That's not going to No, no, no. We're not cashing that. Okay. So you need two. All right. Well, no, now, now I'm just going to give you Super Bowl. Well, whatever you want. You want to bet the champ? Okay, no, we can do Super Bowl. We can do Super Bowl. Okay. You want to bet the champ? You want to bet the matchup? What do you want to do? I'm going to put it in for you. hundred bucks. Okay. I'm going to bet the Cincinnati Bengals over Kansas City. Mm -hmm. I love Joe Burrow and that team. I mean, they started 0-2 and 2-4. And, and, and like, I, I didn't think they'd make the playoffs this year. You know, you've seen a lot of teams go to Super Bowl and then the next right. year don't even make it. Right. And look at what they were able to the do to go to Buffalo. Yeah, the Rams mm-hmm. were terrible this year. But they went to Buffalo with three starting offensive linemen down mm-hmm. and dominated that game. By the way, that line was, it's been jumping all over, right? So the Chiefs opened at one and a half. That's when we knew Mahomes wasn't going to be right, right? For sure. Then it went all the way up to Bengals minus two and a half. Mahomes announces today he's going to, he's, he's ready to go. It's a pick. I'm a little nervous about this. I, I love the Bengals too. I love them at plus three, but now it's a pick them. Lots of Chiefs money coming in. All right, mm. we're doing this. But, but I'm going to tell you why. Don't, don't get afraid. Joe Burrow's beaten them three times, yep. three times in one calendar year. And here's the other thing. It's not just about Mahomes. Their defense mm-hmm. is questionable, the Chiefs. And you saw uh, Jacksonville put up 20 in their in their yard. And last year they had a big lead uh, at halftime against Cincinnati and gave it up in the second half. Telling yeah. you, don't trust the Chiefs' defense. All right, I won't. You got a hundred on the Bengals. What do you got? You and Mad Dog are going to be sparring about this. But what are you going to say? He's just going to yell at you like us, and you're going to be like, "I had nothing to do with it." Yeah, right? oh yeah, <laughs> it'll be good. We'll, we'll uh, definitely Mad Dog tomorrow uh, on uh, MLB Network, uh, so it'll be fun. You know, we'll we'll, we'll definitely uh, bark at each other, no doubt. All right, there you go, Rob Parker, the greatest Fox Sports Radio Golden Girls. You can catch them all there. <laughs> uh, I do want to ask you, Rob, did you cry? Legit question when Betty White passed away. I didn't cry, but I felt a little verklempt. I did. I okay. really did. She was the last surviving Golden Girl. Almost right. made it to 100 years old. She was on television when television first started. And right. her hair still looked the same. Amazing woman after almost 100 years. She really was. I mean, and even now dead, she could pick Hall of Famers better than most of your colleagues. It's <laughs> uh, Rob, thanks for coming on. Fire, you have anything else to plug? I mean, you're, you're all over the place, right? No, I mean, uh, that's it. Everything is kind of busy, um, you know, with uh, school. You know, I teach at USC. That's pretty awesome. Yeah. I love it. So How's uh, that yeah. going? It's going pretty good. This is my fourth or fifth year. What is this? Year five. You yeah. fail people? Uh, I haven't failed anybody yet. You know, USC is a is a really highbrow school, and these kids are very, very I, – I have – and this is the, the biggest shocker to me. I went to a Division two school, Southern Connecticut State University undergrad. I got yeah. my master's from Columbia. But I never went into a class and, and took the class without credit. They call it auditing. So the kids will come into my class, they're not getting credit for it, participate Hmm. and do the assignments because they want to learn. You know what I mean? They know I'm teaching or whatever, and they're not in my class, but they want to learn. Wait a minute. What's wrong? What is, what is it? Too much overflow? So they can't, they can't enroll yeah, they, in the yeah, class? They, okay. they, they okay. can't enroll or can't commit to it all the time, but they come to the class I gotcha. to learn. I, I've never seen that in my life. I never did that. 
Yeah, because their parents got them in illegally, right? That's, that's the USC way. We'll take whatever well, they can hey, get. I, I told you I'm making a lot of money, so I'm good. That's true. All right. You're going to make an extra $100 when the Bengals beat the Chiefs uh, 28-23 uh, on Sunday. So I will uh, be Venmoing that to you. Do you have Venmo? Martin yes. Rice says black people don't have Venmo. You have it. I, I have Venmo. and good. I I'm going to rub that in, Weiss. Yes. Martin Dude, White, I love it. What is it? His last name is Weiss. Is he black? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, but he makes us pay him through Zell. And like, it's crazy. We got, we got to start a whole new system there. Uh, all right, Rob. Thanks for coming on. I appreciate it. Stop voting right. for Scott. Rivers. No more. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. All right, we're going to talk football because it is football season. Uh, I mentioned it with uh, Rob Parker. That was a lot of fun, by the way. Uh, Bengals down to a pick em. Um, Philly steady at two and a half. And that's going to be, I, I don't know what happens. Brian, what happens with this Chiefs-Bengals line? I don't know that we'll learn a lot more about Patrick Mahomes health between now and Sunday said he's good to go. So right. I get, you know, that, um, yeah, unless, unless anything new comes out, I feel like it's going to, that's about yeah. right. Right. All pick right. Em, at this point, pick them is about right. I think so. I guess that's yeah. what it has to sit out. Meanwhile, the NFL awards finalists were announced uh, yesterday. I have some outstanding tickets, not outstanding. Like I'm proud of, but they're just, they're still alive. Uh, I think I might do okay on a couple. I already lost. I had Sirianni and McDermott for coach of the year. One McDermott was 30 to one. Sirianni was so um, stupid. Lost 170 when I bet it. So yep. it must have been when the hell could I have bet that? In December? And Brian, you gave that a couple out weeks ago. Season, I gave right? that out before the season. At one right. point it was like 20 to 1, then it was 13 to 1. He really got how totally hosed. How is totally this? Host. I actually thought when you sent this around, Sal, at first. I, I was like, I got to look back on this because I think Sal just forgot to put Syrian. How is the guy not top three? It's Dave I mean, Ball, uh, Doug Peterson, and Kyle Shanahan. I guess they right. only have three for that category. But it doesn't matter. Yeah, I mean, is that this, possible? This, this goes back to your point. I mean, look, I get it. You can't wait till the end because then just the Super Bowl champ, they're going to win everything, whatever. So you're right. not going to maybe give. But Dable still shouldn't have been over Sirianni. Yeah. I mean, they had, they had the best record in football. Street, I mean, come on, Dable, just, Spaghetti's not here, is he? He's three, so six, stupid. and one in the last 10. And, three, and six, now eight. it makes it look real, right. But now it makes it look really dumb because you're looking at that. You're like, oh, man, right. they just kicked the crap out of the well, Giants. Well, who's picking this, Bri? 
Right. <laughs> I guess Rob is picking. Well, this, this one. is a tough but, one though, because you could have gone Dan Campbell. He's not in. You could have gone Kevin O'Connell. I hated that team, but you well, know, what, what, just what, about, wins. what about Pete Carroll? Zach Taylor, Pete this Carroll. Right. Yeah, for sure. Right. So I who mean, wins Pete, this? Shanahan? I, they took the odds off on this uh, a while ago. Who was, I don't know, was Dayball in, in front at that point? I think I Shanahan was. Any of these guys. Dayball, at the, at the, Dayball towards the end was at, at the top, but I think Shanahan pretty much has to win, right? They go on that win streak, you know, they win all the, with the but, rookie quarterback. You know what, I, though? I, I give it to Shanahan. I'm, I'm now impressed with him. I, I know he screwed up a little bit in that Cowboys game, but he basically said, give me the last pick of the freaking draft and I'm going to make him our starting quarterback and we're going to go to the Super Bowl or one game short. That's it. And he did it. And, uh, you know, I know it's a regular season vote, but um, pretty damn good dumb. out of those three. It's I dumb, though. It's the, Sirianni's it's still it. getting screwed. Yeah, um, he is. How he, he cannot – he has to be top three. He has to be top wasn't three. Wasn't Sirianni – wasn't the he the leader like the just time. a few weeks ago? Because yes. we said – because I remember saying yeah. that if Sirianni is the leader, I thought Hurts should be the leader for MVP. Right. That's right. why, that's why that's they, they, they go together. He was the favorite at plus 170. I'm trying to figure out when it was. It couldn't be much later than December uh, or much earlier than the first week in December. All right, so MVP, Hertz, Jefferson, Mahomes, Burrow, and Allen. I guess this is like best picture. You have a, a few more options um, in the main category. Hertz, Jefferson, Mahomes, Burrow, Allen. When they gave, when they stopped giving the odds out, Mahomes was what? Minus 600 or something, Bri? Yeah, about somewhere. About right. All right, yeah. so I have him at 9-1, to one, and I'm rooting for that. Um but mm -hmm. I guess all the votes are in for all this offensive player of the year hurts Jefferson and Mahomes. Normally the way it goes is the quarterback gets the MVP, the best uh, running back or wide receiver gets that's how it's been going the last few years gets the mm -hmm. offensive player of the year. I could see them giving it to hurts. Harry hurts. Yeah. I could see them giving this. Yeah, I can too. Again, you know, uh, I was 14 and one uh, 13 rushing touchdowns. He's been tremendous. Yes. And I think, uh, Maybe they played the player, the Eagles played with a little bit of a chip on their shoulder because they know Sirianni's not going to get it. And he's totally getting screwed. Hurts for the MVP as well. Right. Uh, defensive player of the year, Bosa, Jones, and uh, Parsons. Um, Bosa's going to get it. I think he was a monster favor when they took the lines down. He has 18 and a half regular season sacks. I'm just saying that because I have him at 10 to 1. So uh, hopefully nice that sound. happens. Parsons uh, outplayed that, him the other day, by the way. Just so yeah. Yeah, the only problem with uh, the problem with Parsons because I I I took him at some point during the year or early earlier in the year, but the problem with Parsons is just those last couple of weeks where he was hurt right. a little bit. He just kind of yeah, uh, that's where the really odds. Do much, uh, but that's where that's that, yeah, that, that sure. cost yeah. him. But yeah, um, offensive rookie of the year: Purdy, Kenneth mm -hmm. Walker, Garrett Wilson. No Kenny Pickett. No Christian Watson. Um, so it's those first three. I feel like Purdy was making – I would not be surprised if Purdy won this. I don't think he was the favorite when they started taking the odds down. Wasn't it Garrett Wilson? Or was it Kenneth Walker? Did he jump back up in front? Kenneth Does Walker anyone remember? For the long, Kenneth Walker, for the longest time, was he was the favorite. Did he hold um, on? Because he sat those two games, I think. And then uh, I could see Purdy winning this, right? I, I, think, I, I think it's still Walker because he did play 15 games, yeah. unlike Purdy. And he had 1,200 total yards. On a mm -hmm. team, 1,200 yards on a team that wasn't supposed to win th four games or five games all season. Yeah, I couldn't agree with really that. I mean, Walker, Nine touchdowns. Yeah, well, Walker would was at his best. He really helped that he Seattle. Really right. He really helped that Seattle. I, team. Would, I, I mean, you could say that, but, I mean, Penny would have put up the same numbers, Sarah, if he didn't get hurt. It might maybe even better. So, 
But I think Purdy he gets hurt all the time. He's a bad draft choice. Purdy outplayed the starter mm-hmm. when he came in for those games. He outplayed. He outplayed. Uh, you know the guy they. Uh, you know Lance, who didn't really get a chance, but um, right. Purdy was. Ba- I, 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 I was leaning Purdy here for this just because uh, of it. Really I, has nothing to do where he was drafted, I, but quarterback is the hardest position to play in the NFL. Yeah, I mean, bar none. I and, think uh, he was exceptional at it. Right. Um, I think Purdy was the most impressive. The problem is, I guess, are you setting a precedent then with like I don't know if games, you, you can play five games and win? Yeah, Pickett, Pickett was never in consideration really because he didn't have enough games, right? No, his, his mean, stats yeah. aren't good, Sal. Yeah. Pickett's stats really yeah, aren't so. good. I, mean, I get a lot not. of picks to start. Uh all right, I'm I'm okay with it. I, it, I just think they're gonna give it to Purdy, but I'm I'm fine with Kenneth Walker, who was favored. Uh defensive rookie of the year, Sauce Gardner. He was a big favorite too. I think it was minus 500, uh, you know, going into those last couple of weeks, Aiden Hutchinson and Tariq Woolen, the, uh, the uh, D back for Gardner. Seattle feels like sauce got all the juice uh, towards the end. I gave right, him right? an eight to one to start the season. So yeah. Yeah. You did. You, all right. You, you, you yeah. and Harry, Harry uh, had him too, right? I, but I did like Hutchinson. Nine and a half no, sacks. I think I, three I think picks, I, was, I think I gave him out, bro. I don't know. Three, Darren, three right. picks for Hutchinson. Uh, we would have heard about it if Harry gave him out. We would have yeah, definitely heard I guess, about it. Exactly. I guess so. I guess so. I think I did. I did. You're right, bro. I did. Kevon Thibodeau, not on that list, but he may have also missed a few too many games, right? Yeah. Yeah. He didn't um, get going and, for a while, too. And then comeback player of the year. I don't remember who was one. My meatballs and I were trying to figure this out. And so it's Barkley, Gino, McCaffrey, Gino and Geno Smith, Smith. I think was still. I think he, he made was still it to on. the really at the last few weeks, huh? I, yeah, I, think, I think I so. could see McCaffrey yeah. in this. Geno Smith should win it. The fact they the fact right. they made the playoffs, Geno Smith should win it. Mm. You're right, Brian. Right. And you know, he, he had 30 touchdowns. You guys want to guess what his previous high was? Um Jeff um, Kent. Nine? I don't know. I can't remember. Well, guess the number, Sal. 30 touchdowns? 30 touchdowns this year. What was his previous high? 14. How many, du- how many doubles did he have? 2014, <laughs> he had 13. Okay. All right. Yes. There you go. And no Jared Goff. That's the only other name. I thought yards, too. It was good. I don't know. It, it looks like there's a, it could be like a Seattle player and coach bias throughout all these awards. Yeah. So Barkley, um, 1,600 yards. That might be it. All right. Play of the day. Let's do this Thursday. I, like it said, extrapoints.com. You uh, get these guys picks every single day for free. These are also for free. I'm going to jump in here. Uh, I lost the other night with Iowa state, uh, the typical game up seven, up nine, few minutes left and end up winning by four laying five. I'm going to lay five again with Purdue. Um, they got Edie. Edie gets Dickinson is going to be a, a fun matchup. They do a great job on the glass. They're second in rebounding in the country. They play dynamite defense. They beat Gonzaga by 18. They beat Duke by 19. The Boilermakers did. Joel, they beat your Hofstra team by like 20, somewhere in there. They've covered four of the last six, and they win, they win their road games by almost eight points a game. I think Matt Painter's team gets it done in Ann Arbor. 75-66 tonight. Take Purdue. Brother Bry, the other day, Florida State. Pummel. My God. It was what are you doing? It was, <laughs> it was over immediately. Um, yeah, January's been tough for me. I told you last year, I wasn't going to get better than last year. Um, but look, I gave out the other day on EP, I had Randall over two and a half turnovers. And right. I wanted to take it again. But, you know, Boston, I, I was surprised. Boston doesn't force us. They're towards the bottom of the league in forcing turnovers. So mm-hmm. I'm, I mentioned this on the pod. So Julius Randall, over 11 and a half rebounds. It's minus 135. 
But right. over the last month, been phenomenal as a rebounder. By far the best stretch in his career. He's averaging 14 and a half rebounds this month. He is benefiting even more these last couple of games with Robinson out. But he's had 12 or more rebounds and 11 mm-hmm. of his last 13 or even better, 18 of his last 22 games. He's had 12 or more rebounds. That's nuts for a guy like Randall. Wow. And again, with, with their lineup that they have currently, he has to rebound for them. So I would take that before all of a sudden they jump this line up to 12 and a half. All right. Okay. That's a good one. Harry, uh, you got lucky with a Syracuse push. I don't know what you're crying about. One yeah, of the I, got lucky. Two free th- I got lucky. Missed two free throws, a point so eight left. That's all that matters. Lead. Two, you're plus four. You got a two point lead with 18 seconds to go and you get a push. Lucky to get a push. It was a tech. It was, I don't know. It was a flagrant foul. Don't, yeah, don't no, play dirty. No, it wasn't. No, don't it play wasn't. dirty. All right. You're coming back with a hockey parlay. Hockey parlay pays plus 133. Let's go Avs minus 420 versus the Ducks. Colorado has won six in a row. We'll take Calgary at minus 430 against the Blackhawks. Four and one, the Flames in their last five at home. And minus 190, we're going to take the Winnipeg Jets over the Buffalo Sabres. Winnipeg seven and one in their last eight at home. Third game in four days for the Sabres. All right. And uh, Paulie Kidd, oh, speaking of those Sabres, you, you wrote them the other day. They almost blew it against St. Louis. They wanted them to come back, but yeah. they, they held on. You got well, the Devils now. Well, so um, <laughs> I was going to ride with the Devils, but then I remembered I made a oh. pact with you guys that I wasn't taking any minuses oh, uh, yeah. in the month of January. And it's mm-hmm. dry January, right? But now it's it's kind of like my dry January. I'm taking all Pluses right give now. Him so I got a talk and a half. Give them give them minus one and a half. No. Well, I, I was. That's a little too much on the road. But Sal, so what I'm gonna do is I'm dedicating this to pick to my Buffalo pal Matt Maraconda, who had some nice words to say about the parlay kit. So I'm taking not Larry, the not our friends, Larry for 35 years. Sorry, Larry. Sorry, right. Larry. Matt Maraconda okay. is the face of Buffalo right now. Okay. <laughs> so I'm going to be taking the Sabres again, Sal. Four wins in a row here. Wow. There's something brewing with this team. Very good. Tage Thompson, one of the most underrated athletes in all of the sports right now. Mm-hmm. Winnipeg Jets have lost three out of five. I'm going to go with the plus 158 underdog here in the Buffalo Sabres. Mm. They get it done again on the road, and I cash another Plus pick, even though I've lost five in a row, my EP picks. All right. Well, you didn't have to mention that. You bring everybody down there. Uh, there you go. The so that's, uh, right. that's the play of the day. Uh, we will be back uh, tomorrow with our conference championship picks, side totals, first touchdown. Uh, what else? So we're going to have props. props all over the place. And the great Peter King is joining us tomorrow. That's going to be fun. He's a writer, Parley Kid, so you may have to plug your ears. When yeah. he's speaking, but that's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, thanks, Rob Parker, for coming on. Uh, that'll do it for another episode of Against All Odds for Mikey Beatballs, for Babyface Joel Solomon, and the Degenerate Trifecta. I'm Sal saying so long and happy handicapping. Now-